1: Good evening. thank you for listening to the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily podcast. This is episode 39, it's Friday the 27th of May and my name's Charlotte Greenway. This is going to be a truly international Saturday edition for you this week as we focus on racing from France, Germany and Australia. But first a recap on the Kazoo Derby Gallops morning where I was on Monday And first out on the track was Emily Upjohn, who just did a swinging canter in behind her workhorse and then breezed on by in the straight. I was really impressed with her physically. She's a big filly with a huge stride, but I thought most importantly, she looked very, very relaxed. John Gosden, of course, now has the 1-2 in the Oaks market as he confirmed that Nashua, who will be ridden by Holly Doyle, will join Emily Upjohn and here's what John Gosden had to say afterwards, starting with why he decided to take Emily up, John, for this away day.
2: Frankie felt that for Philly, she has, you know, she's had three races in her life. It would be nice to come here and uh, just have a look at the track and have a feel of the track. This is all you're really doing. You're not trying to do any exploratory work other than just have a feel for it. And uh, we've done it before. And I think she behaved great. She moved very well sort of leads right, coming down the hill, and uh, quickened up nicely.
0: How much do you think she'll benefit from, from
2: that, John? I think mentally, uh, a lot, really. I think it's uh, yeah, just come here. They, 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 you know, She's not exactly a filly who raced a lot, too, one round over the again, back end, but you can see by the size and the frame on her, why we were giving her plenty of time to be patient, but she, she's filled out well, she's a good doer, And I think she rather enjoyed her morning out here. We left before the rush hour, obviously, at 4.30 and get back after the rush
0: She looks like a very strong galloper, a sort of middle distance galloper, essentially. Do you think she's got the speed um, for the Oaks?
2: Yes, I, I, I would hope so. She She's shown an ability to quicken. I mean, the other day in the Musadora, she she, she quickened well there at York. She did it at Wolverhampton. Obviously, she sat very handy at Sandown and then lengthened off the front. So I think she can do it either way, but she has a change of gear, yeah.
0: Did you think of bringing Nashua here today?
2: No, she only ran last Saturday and it was it was soon enough and I just think uh, you know, I think it's a bit closer to the race. Is
1: there much between them in your mind? Hmm? Is there much between them two
2: fillies in Well have the never worked together and it wouldn't be my intention to do so. I think this filly is, is guaranteed a mile and a half. With Nashua the speed she shows, it wouldn't be guaranteed a mile and a half, no.
0: In that sense they're very they're very different. They are. They're are different types, types of they? fillies. Distance, yeah, they yeah. are indeed. With Holly, John. Obviously, that's a, another aspect of this story that a, a female jockey could win an Epsom Classic uh, for the first time. How how significant? You, you know, you're you're a great observer of the sport in the in the wider sense. How how important could that be for horse racing? Well, I
2: think obviously incredibly important. Look, Mr. Manuel Sagar asked me about Holly whenever it was two three years ago. Whenever is you know all I think, and I said I think she's a superb jockey. I said very talented, horses run for her, an incredible work ethic, and uh, and I said she reminds me a lot of Julie Crone, who's actually married to a great friend of mine, Jay Hoftes, and uh, and from my point of view, she, she's always been the ultimate sort of jockey type, and so I, I said it's a great idea if you retain her, which you did, and uh, look, and she's proved it internationally a little here <laughs> what, a, what a, a great rider she is. and. Uh, and she she's looks into every detail of every everything, does all the search properly, great race riders. So, look, if it, if it, if it came up, it would be wonderful.
0: How does, how does Emily Upjohn stack up to those sort of you, your recent Oat winners? Like, you know, you're Enables, you're Togruda, you know, and Annapurna.
2: Yeah, I think she's in the sort of Togruda league. Okay. Yeah. It would be silly to start talking about Enable. That would just be completely over the top. But she's in that Tagruda league, yeah.
0: What what gives a sort of sign that she's in that sort of today you know what the ability to
2: travel and then and then quicken over a trip. I think she has that ability. Yeah, mm-hmm. she quicked
0: up. There are very quickly
2: marks. today. I know they were playing, if you like, coming down the hill at a at a nice half speed. But even the way she quickened today between the uh, three and the two was impressive. What what she's
0: done? Because obviously she was. You had two in the race at Wolverhampton when she won up there, weren't she? She was a 12-to-1 shot, relatively unfancied. Well, yeah, Rab, wanted, to... Rab
2: and I, wanted, we discussed it, and Rab wanted a rider. Oh, OK. So that had she been signed... Yeah, yeah and, and Martin rode the other boy, and, uh, and they were backing him, but Rab was very keen to ride her, and, and that she wasn't by pure chance.
0: Right, OK. So from the sort of outgo, she's always shown a little bit of star quality She at home
2: yeah but she was a big girl and she was immature and she wasn't ready to run till late in the year you know but uh, I, the one great thing i find about the old weather is that you can get a two-year-old out late in the year the old days come sort of november or the end of october the ground had gone you couldn't run them again till till virtually the end of march early april so that's the great thing about the old weather for bringing those horses on uh, just a
3: quick
1: one you like kicking in the in the divots and things afterwards after so they galloped down what would be her Sort of oh, I think she on the day, she'd be
2: happy on like most horses on good ground because on good ground you don't get any jar, but you can quicken. I hope we don't get torrential rain and it starts getting soft like it did last year in a hurry, which it can. That would be unfortunate because then it becomes a little bit, you know, who can handle it, who can't, and can we get a bit one day match? So if we have anything called good, good, good to soft. That would be great. Rustling quick be a worry for? Me. She could handle it, but you know, for Andrew, he's got the Derby. And, you know, the, he doesn't want it rattling quick on Derby Day, I know that. But last year, you know, he had a beautiful prayer ground and then the heavens opened.
1: After Emily Upjohn, the Derby contenders to strut their stuff included Walk of Stars and Nahani for Charlie Appleby and Westover for Rave Beckett, while Roger Varian admitted that Aidan wasn't a certain starter on Saturday week and could instead take in the French Derby the following day. This morning, it was confirmed that Charlie Appleby will be supplementing impressive new market winner Nation's Pride on Monday morning, who's currently available at around 7 to 1. The best European action this weekend comes from France, with two Group 1s on Sunday at Longchamp, as Nick and Lydia discussed this morning, starting with Joseph O'Brien's filly in the Prix saint
0: Above the curve is a filly I love. I'd love to, to have seen her in the Oaks. I get why they're running here, but I've... I must confess, I'd love to have seen her at Epsom.
1: I totally agree. I thought she looked made for the Oaks as well when she was just a bit outsmarted at, at Chester uh, last time. So, yeah, that, that is a shame. More logical, I think, to see Prosperous Voyage there. I think 10 furlongs could be um, more, more the bag of the 1,000 guineas runner-up than necessarily a
3: mile and a half.
0: And um, I've mentioned already this week that uh, Zaki's running in the Doom Bend Cup. Uh, Sealy is another horse on the comeback trail, somewhat hmm. in the- it's a very winnable group one.
1: Well, uh, without wishing to be disrespectful it quite often is isn't it um it's a sort of starting point. Uh, group one it sort of strikes me as sort of similar to the tassels gold cup maybe um that that kind of, of race and it is a good spot for seely Wade to start and he obviously he's a tremendous horse um at his best interesting to see that ed walker has got Dreamloper in there after her narrow defeat of ville de grasse in the dahlia no doubt, though, the most exciting and intriguing horse running this weekend is last season's shock arc winner Torquata Tasso, who makes his seasonal reappearance in Germany, and his trainer Marcel Weiss's assistant Julia Rumisch provide an update on his well-being.
3: Oh, he's, he's very good, he's very fresh. Uh, he had a long break after the arc, the arc. and uh, he's ready for this It was the plan since his last uh, race, for this season, to to run in this race first, so we had we had the time to give him a long break because um, he will uh, the season will be very long for him, um, and uh, he must be on 100 percent in September and October. not
0: in- Yeah, so he needs to be peaking for for a defence of his art Crown. Uh, do you see a, a different horse this year? Has he has he done well for his break?
3: Uh, yeah, he's much stronger than last year. Physically, he's much stronger. He's more uh, adult than, than, than last year. And I think he's a bit better than last year. He's cooler. He's uh, uh, better with uh, stress situations and everything. He's, he's, now he's really adult. He's really finished now.
0: <laughs> so the finished article, in a, in a much better place mentally. Uh, what sort of... What sort of performance are you expecting on Sunday?
3: Um, on Sunday, we it's we not uh, at 100% at the moment, but we know that um, he's, uh, uh, he gives everything at the race course, so we are sure he's running a good race, but uh, we're not sure to win this race, of course. So, we, we will see a good performance that uh, I think that's sure. i
0: do you think that still he is he's an underestimated horse that he's a better horse than people believe him to be
3: yes uh, you know he he runs a lot in, in german races last year because the trainer always tried to to find the easiest way for the spot and um, all these forms are, are not uh, easy to read for for the english and french uh, racing people so um we were always sure that we have in the stable um but uh, it was not easy to read um for, for other people and uh, i think yeah the performance uh, in france that was not a, a one-day performance we will see a good horse this year
0: for sure if he if he gets through this test okay on on the weekend when are we likely to see him in 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 britain or france or ireland or wherever in the world
3: Yeah, we still have this plan like last year. Uh, Next race for him will be in Hamburg. The group two race he won last year. And uh, then we have two options. We can go to Eskets or we can go to Berlin like last year where he finished second after um, Ipinista. And uh, we will see what the horse said because for Eskets we need 100% as well. So we will see what the horse say and then we will
0: decide where to run this one. Of course, Ascot for the King George the Sixth and Queen Elizabeth stakes—a race in which German horses have got a very good record. Uh, Dane Dream and Novelist were both impressive winners of the race. They both won on fast ground. Now, if it came up very quick at Ascot, would that be a problem for your horse, or do you actually think he's a bit more adaptable as regards the ground? Oh, well, he,
3: he can—he can go on every ground. He won uh, the Group 2 last year in Hamburg on, on hard ground. He won the, um, the Grand Prix de Berlin uh, on hard ground. He can every ground. He is maybe uh, a bit, no, not a bit better, but um, the races are, are are run a bit uh, different when the, the ground is tough. And maybe this is um, a, a good advantage for him, but he can go on every ground.
0: Um, well, we're looking forward to seeing him, Julia. I'm guessing, as you say, he's he's going to have a long autumn to his to his season uh, with with a, a look to to going back to Longchamp to attain his art crown. Um, would you be looking at international targets beyond that as well? Um, I, uh,
3: we have the plan. The plan is, is finished for the horse. He will come, um, now um, oh. after Ascot, he goes back to Baden-Baden for the Group One, then to Longchamp. Back to Longchamp, and after Longchamp, he will get one more race in Japan when when he still feels good. And this will, that will be his last race. The plan is definitive, and uh, he's done on, on the, the end of last year, even.
0: Perfect. So it's the, the ARC, Japan Cup, and then off to stud.
3: Voilà. And then he goes to stud and have a second career. We all hope so.
1: Going further afield again, NLD podcast celebrity Zaki looks to add another Group 1 to his CV in Australia in Saturday's Doomben Cup, where he'll face another ex Sir Michael Stout inmate in Maximal, however he hasn't thrived for his move to the Southern Hemisphere like Zaki has, and Zaki's jockey James McDonald caught up with Nick earlier in the week and discussed how he'd been since his last run three weeks ago.
4: He's, um, he's been ticking along beautifully he's and he had a few runs back this campaign and uh he hasn't put a foot wrong um this campaign as well so he's got one more run uh, this this prep and it's culminating in the group one doom and cup on the weekend so we're looking forward to that as well
0: um annabelle comes on the on the podcast quite a bit and talks about him how would you rate the way that she's campaigned this horse
4: Oh, She's been brilliant. She's, uh, um, she's had him fresh and well the whole time. Um, the horse has always been turned out immaculately and um, he's always performed extremely well in every run she's produced him with. So he's got a, a, a lot of this for racing and um, may that continue.
0: I mean I looked at his run at Randwick when he was just narrowly touched off. He was desperately unlucky by a horse who got a brilliant ride coming down the stand side. I, I almost wondered whether that was that was almost a career best performance in defeat. The numbers the numbers suggest it might have been.
4: I'd have to agree with you. And that track that played very tricky that day, and she, I, he probably was in the worst part of it, where the winner come sailing down the outside. So um, he, to be touched off by half a length was just enormous. Um, so um, we would think if it was great, a good ground, he would have been a lot better off. But um, yeah, no, she's done a marvellous job with him, and he's continued racing at the highest level.
0: Yeah, and it's it's been a it's been a great story. Looking forward to seeing the horse in the in the in the Doombin Cup. So when when is that? Is that that's coming up this weekend? Is it?
4: This, this Saturday.
0: This Saturday, and what's the opposition looking like?
4: Um, look, it's always you, you never underestimate anyone, but he has come up a dollar forty favourite. So I don't I don't know what's that in in betting uh, terms, but um, yeah, he's very short in the market, and um, hopefully uh he he wins but um yeah it it has gone from because of the change of venue because it's been so wet here in australia it's um it's gone from um the 2000 meters to 2100 meters so it's just stretched a little bit further but it is on a different track as well so hopefully a better surface
1: plenty to keep you entertained over the next couple of days and then nick will be with you on monday morning as we build up to the kazoo epsom oaks on friday and the Derby on Saturday. Have a lovely weekend, and thanks again for listening.
0: You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association, and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary.